that girl with me Danielle Decker so so glad that you are joining me today I really hope that you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving we are in that month <laughs> that time period where it's like you're going from Thanksgiving to Christmas and you're just in this weird state of like what am I doing and what's going on and what's gonna happen next right does anybody else feel that way it's just like I'm aimlessly walking around eating food and spending money. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I give me a yes if you if you feel me on that. Um, we had an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, we sure missed my brother and my sister-in-law, but um, my sister was here and we got to see her and all of her family. And of course, um, we had gotten to see Nate's side of the family at some birthday parties leading up to Thanksgiving. So we just had such a great time um, with family. And I'm always so, so thankful for the time spent uh, with my family, no matter how often or how little I get to see them. I'm, I'm thankful for family and it's just such a blessing. So I hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving and that you got to eat some awesome food and that you are enjoying the holidays. Uh, we got to put our Christmas tree up finally after a light fiasco. Um, we finally got the lights on, got it decorated and the kids are happy. Um, so if you're an early decorator, uh, I'm sure you've got your stuff done, and if you are one of those people that doesn't put their tree up until like the week before Christmas, I don't know what to tell you. That is a that is a goofy thing, but I tell you what, there's people out there that do that. So um, we are a are a day after Thanksgiving tree getter, and that's just kind of been our tradition. And like I said in my last episode, make some traditions for yourself. Make some traditions for your family. If you think, man, we don't really do anything that is a tradition, make some doesn't have to it can be started this year but those traditions are what bring that joy and that happiness when the seasons come around and uh, I'll never forget my uncle telling me you know um, as you get older and as you grow you kind of lose that spirit of Christmas sometimes it can kind of come to a lull but the best way to keep that excitement and that spirit alive is to keep your traditions and so Nate and I have really strived to do that for not only our children, but for us too. It just keeps that sparkle, you know, that, that sense of magic in the air. And uh, I'm excited that we are in the season. So enough about that. But um, today I want to be talking about something that... Um, I've kind of been struggling with lately, to be honest with you, so no better time than to talk about it when I'm struggling with it. So um, I'll start by saying when my sister was here, uh, my sweet nieces were not feeling the best. And it just really kind of irked me that the devil was after us and trying to make us not have a good holiday because... As most of you know, my sister and my brother, they both live um, about six hours away from me, so I don't get to see them 
as often as I would like to. So when we are there or they are here, we are together the whole time, obviously, and we really cherish that time. So when kids are sick and not feeling well, you know, it's just added kind of stress. And obviously, you never want your kids to not feel good. Um, But we were all going to go get our tree together. We were going to do all these things. And none of that was working out because when you have kids that don't feel good, those are not the things that you do. And so I was having to really keep my joy in the moment and not let things wreck my time with my family. And um, so, you know, it all worked out and we had a great visit and, and you just come to realize that those things don't matter and it's fine as long as we got to be together. But then they went home and now then my kids were not feeling the greatest. And so you just are start getting more angry. Like, why is this happening? I cannot, this is not the week for my kids to not feel good. I have too much going on and it's back to school and just all the things as you guys all know and and can relate to. And it just got me thinking that why does it surprise me that the devil is trying to attack me or my family or my kids? Like that, that should not surprise me that he's trying to bring me down, steal my joy, make the holidays not fun or whatever. But the difference is between knowing Christ and not knowing Christ is that I don't have to let Satan win. Even if somebody doesn't feel good, I can still choose joy in my circumstance. And we talked about that last week where we were talking about the fruits of the spirit and that I had to choose to keep my joy and choose to be patient and choose to not lose my cool when my kids don't feel good and we're not able to do the things that we wanted to do. But what it also brought me to is remembering who I am and the authority that I have, the authority that you and I both have, because we have authority in the name of Jesus. That is who we are as Christians. When we receive Jesus, we receive his spirit and his spirit is perfect. His spirit, he is perfection. He has authority over all things and whatever authority Jesus has is the same authority that I have. That when I speak the name of Jesus over a situation, I know who wins. All I have to do is remember my authority and know my authority and speak the name of Jesus. We have the same nature as Jesus. We have the same spirit. The Bible tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Think about that. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same exact spirit that lives inside of me. And how many times we do not understand and grasp just how huge that is, just how much authority that is. We're talking about a spirit that raised people from the dead, not only people, but Jesus. Jesus himself was raised And that same spirit lives on the inside of us. That's the same spirit that raised the dead. The same spirit that healed. The same spirit that spoke truth. The same spirit that pointed people to the Father. 
how different would our lives be if we started praying prayers with authority? If we started speaking to situations with authority? If we truly understood what it means to be a co-heir with Christ? When we receive Jesus, we take on his name. The Bible always refers to us as the bride of Christ. We, when we receive Jesus, we are married to him. He, the church as a whole, we are the bride of Christ. And what does a bride do when she marries her husband? She takes on his name. So everything that my husband has is now mine. And everything that I have is now his. That's what a marriage is. Well, how much more is that when we're talking about Jesus? We're talking about the Savior of the world. He says that I'm his bride and I bear his name and everything that he has is mine. All authority in heaven and earth is mine. But I have to understand that and I have to receive that and I have to act and walk out and live my life in that authority and in that name. Right? Like I have my husband's name and everything that he has is mine. But if I don't ever use the things that he has, it doesn't matter. Is it still mine? Well, of course it is. It's just like, okay, uh, my husband bought me a car. Well, it's his, but it's mine. And it sits in the garage. It's mine. But if I don't ever get in the car and drive it, what good is it doing for me if it's just sitting in the garage? It's the same with Jesus. We have his name. We are married to him. Everything that he has provided is there for us. It's done. It's finished. We know that. We know that. What do you need from him? He has it. But are you receiving it? Are you acting it out? Are you living your life with the name of Jesus tacked on the end of yours? Is that who we are being. So today I want to read over some scripture because I love to bring us back to the word. And let me tell you guys, there is so, so much scripture that I could talk to you about, bring to you with um, speaking on authority and who you are in Christ and being a conqueror and co-heir with Christ. There's there's just so much and, and being his bride. I mean, this whole, the Bible essentially is his love letter to us. I, it's like the groom writing a love letter to his bride. That is who Jesus is for us. So I want to start here. Um, we are going to start in John 14, 10 through 14. That's where we're going to start, if I can get there. So, let's read it together. It says here, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? This is Jesus speaking. These are words in red. Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. How amazing is that? Jesus is saying everything that he does is by the authority of God, of our father. And what he's telling us here, listen to this, the works that I do, Jesus, the works that I do, he, the one who believes in him, us, will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Listen, Jesus is telling us here, because we receive the Spirit, when we receive him, we will do the works that Jesus did here on this earth. But greater works will we do because Jesus goes to the Father. But we are still here on this earth and we have the authority. He's telling us the same authority that Jesus had when he walked this earth, that's the authority that he gives to us. He's giving us that authority because he's saying, listen, you're gonna do the works that I did and they're gonna be even greater. But if we never walk in that authority or we never use the name of Jesus and ask things in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, then how can we expect to receive or see miracles or see the things come to fruition that we have been praying about if we don't understand our authority? And God's telling, Jesus is telling us, listen, this is, this is who I am and this is who you are also when you believe in me. What does it take to have the authority of Christ? All it takes is believing that he is who he says he is. That's it. When we receive him, we receive the authority. John um, 16, 13, and this goes right along with it. John 16, 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit receives the authority from the Father and in turn speaks those things to us. The Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us and brings to us the authority from the Father. And Jesus is the one that bridged the gap. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is our high priest. That's who Jesus is. And because of that, we can receive his spirit, and then we can in turn have the authority over our lives and over everything that tries to come against us in our lives. Luke 10, 19 says, behold, guys, and I, I know, I, I know that I say this all the time, but I want you to understand that as I'm reading these scriptures, I like to tell you that they are words in red, that these are Jesus's words because now the whole Bible is God breathed. 
There is not when you really study scripture. I mean, when you break down words, when you go back and you you look up words that are um, what they really meant in the Hebrew or in the Greek, you guys, scripture comes to life like never before. You cannot read your Bible just as words on a page. You just can't. It is so much fun and it is so exciting when you can open your Bible. And I mean, I'm talking study. So you take one scripture. It's not like you're not going to be able to take an entire, the whole book of John and digest it and break it down in a few days, right? It. It takes, a, it takes a long time to do something like that. But when you take certain scriptures, if you have a scripture that really speaks to you, that you are like, Lord, this is, this is what I need for my life right now, then start studying those words, word for word. Study it. What does it mean? What, what, what were the original words in, in the Hebrew or in the Greek? And these words are so much more than words on a page. And what I'm reading to you right now are words in red. These are, these are by Jesus himself. And in Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He has given us the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and any power of the enemy that nothing can hurt us. That is who you are. Who gave you that authority? Jesus did. Jesus did. And how much authority does Jesus have? He has it all. And if we have his same authority, why are we walking around scared, worried, defeated, depressed, unsure, uneasy? No way. No way. Jesus did not die, be crucified, rise again, come back. He didn't go through it all so we could walk around defeated and afraid and unsure of what was going to happen. No, he did it all so we could, yes, be with him in heaven someday, but so we could have authority while we are here. We do not have to walk around defeated and unsure of what's going to happen and what is it going to be like when the things do happen. Because listen, as we talk about all the time, the things are going to come. The things are coming. They're here. We don't have to go look for a battle or a war or wonder if there's anything bad out there that's trying to come and get us because listen, it's at your front door. But he says this, you have authority to trample that. And it shall not come near you, and it cannot hurt you. That is your authority. But you know what? You have to speak it out. You have the name of Jesus. You have the authority. But what do your prayers sound like? What does your declaration sound like? Oh, Father, please, if it be your will, help me. I, I, you know, I, I know I'm not perfect, Lord, but, but if you will, please just, just, you know, throw me a bone here. It's like, no, in the name of Jesus, I command every evil thing that is coming against me to flee in the name of Jesus by the authority given to me 
from the Savior himself, from the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, I command all things from the heavens, from the earth, from the pit of hell, that they will flee from me, that I have divine protection, that I am a conqueror and co-heir with Christ, that I am a queen, a king, a, a, a daughter of the Most High King. That's who I am. I have the authority because Jesus said it was so. He sent his spirit to us to lead us, to guide us, to show us the truth and remind us of who we are and what has been done for us. When we truly understand and truly grasp that our life is so much more than just getting by. We don't have to just get by. And listen, if anyone can relate, I can. I know we can get caught up in the mundane. We get caught up in the things that are happening in our world. And we start watching the news and we and we start getting worried and, and things are happening. And we're, we're not sure about what's going to happen next. But listen, God knows and he is still sits on his throne and he is still in control. He is in control. So when you speak with the authority that has been given to you, listen, you need to have a boldness, not a boldness of yourself, but a boldness of who Jesus is in you. Not on my own strength, Lord, but by your strength, I can do all things through his strength. That's who we are. See, Jesus bridged the gap. I can come to the Father with a boldness and ask anything in the name of Jesus and it will be given to me. Not because I'm good enough, not because I've done anything right, but because of who Jesus is and what he did for me. He bridged the gap that I might come to the throne with a boldness to ask anything in his name. That is authority. We can speak to the sick. We can speak to the dying. We can speak to have prosperity in our lives and not worry how we're going to pay our next bill or where our next meal is going to come from. We have the authority over all situations in our lives. Listen, all situations. God cares about every single thing that happens in your life. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows every tiny detail about you and he has not forgotten you. If you're in a position right now where you feel like you don't know where God is or, or you feel like he's forgotten you or you feel like you've strayed too far away and, and you just want to come back to the Father but you don't know how, listen, today's the day. You just say, Father, I surrender to you. And he says, great, let's go. I love you. He picks you up, he dusts you off, and, and we just keep going. When your kids fall down, you pick them up, set them right back on the same path, and you keep going. And that's exactly how God is with us. He's never mad at you. He's never disappointed in you. He's never upset with you. He says, you're my child and you bear my name. Anything I have is yours. Pick it up. Take that and walk with it, child, because I love you and I've paid for everything. I've given it to you. Now walk it out with the authority that I have given to you by Jesus. I sent the Holy Spirit so that way you're not alone. You don't walk this earth alone. You don't walk this earth without anything. I am here with you and I love you. You are my bride 
and I'm coming back to get you. And we are going to have a feast. And you guys, I cannot wait for that day. I know he is coming soon. So as we know that that time is approaching, can we not walk this earth with the authority given to us? That authority comes with helping others, speaking lives, speaking life into others, being the light of Jesus. Listen, if we don't understand who we are, if we don't understand our authority, if we don't understand that we are a co-heir with Christ and that we bear his name, we will walk around defeated and look like everybody else. God does not want you to look like everyone else. He wants you to stick out like a beacon of light in the darkness. He wants every eye to be pointed to you because you have what they don't, but they want what you have. That's who God wants you to be. He wants you to be everything that you want to be that he's created you to be. And you start speaking into situations with authority. You start speaking into other people's lives with authority by the name of Jesus. Because our time on this earth is short. And it's time that we start rising up and being the strong army of Christ that he designed for us to be. We cannot be strong without knowing who we are, without knowing our authority, and knowing whose name that we bear. Jesus paid it all. He gave it all. He is all. And because of who he is, that is who we are. The Bible tells us that as Christ is right now, so are we right now. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father with all authority. And as he is, so are we. We are are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father. There is nothing that can come against you, nothing that can hurt you or your family. There's no decision that you can't make. There's no sickness that you cannot defeat. There's nothing that can come against you. The Bible tells us no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The weapon might form, but in Jesus' name, it cannot prosper. You guys, I hope that with this short message, man, I could talk forever on this because I need it today. And I hope that you do too. I hope that you can grab on to these few things that I've said to you today. Go back and listen to those scriptures. Write them down. Read them in your Bible. Highlight them. Remember who you are. Put it on a post-it note. Speak those things over yourself every day. I have authority and I'm a conqueror and co-heir with Christ. That is who I am. You guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you here next week at That Girl.